He's shitting on my LinkedIn profile picture. <laughs> it's really mad. It's sick looking at it. Which is like, first of all, that was the one takeaway from this that is haunting me. Because now every time I look at that picture, so he wins in this one sense. <laughs> now I think about taking a shit. Because they, got, they got you hunched over. It's a great picture, though. It's a yeah, good but picture. you're hunched over. You can't be hunched over. I don't think that's true at all. People like that picture. Okay. It's, most people. Why like are you upset fine. about it? Why are you pressed? I do have more emails I could read, too. Really? Well, read them. God, I didn't know you had more emails. Why are you holding out? Uh, well, you know, I don't want to spend all the time on feedback. Start with another email. So, uh, your friend Wabi wrote in, mm. and he said, uh, Hello, Isaac and Charles. First, the review that read, Wabi is lazy, no doubt, was not written by me. It was written by a mutual friend of mine and Isaac's. Obviously, I wouldn't write such a review. As I told Isaac before, I have tried to leave a rating for the show several times, but I keep having technical problems when I go to submit the review. I can assure you that if I can figure out how to fix it, I will attempt to leave a thoughtful review, assuming I don't get lazy. (laughs) Um, Secondly, to address an issue you raised on your most recent podcast, probably not at this point, but regarding why one's views on issues such as abortion guns are predictive of their views on unrelated topics such as global warming, the reality is that many people are single or dual-issue voters that only care about one or two issues, oftentimes guns or abortion, and will simply fall in line with their party on other more technical, scientific, quote-unquote, boring issues, climate change, foreign affairs, net neutrality, which they are, in fact, largely apathetic about. What is troubling, though, is our politics have become so tribal and polarized that while people may once have admitted ignorance or apathy with regards to these issues, they are now much more likely to passionately parrot the party line an example would be the gun owner who votes Republican simply because of guns, now passionately repeating the Koch brothers-funded conspiracy that global warming is a hoax. Yeah, I uh, we talked about... The, he's referring to an episode where we talked about why <clears throat> you can predict that if you know somebody is... Anything. But you had a good... Sam Harris had a very good example. Why is it that I, when I know somebody, I can predict... If somebody is... Like, if I know your stance on, on guns, I, I know whether or not you believe in climate change. Yeah, or, well, or if you're, hold on. That's, if you're pro-abortion. That's not a good example. But, yeah. Isn't it? Ju- I would think that it is. I don't think that that's a good example. Okay. But but I think that the, good, the better example is if I know your stance on guns, I can probably predict your stance on abortion or the death penalty right. also, right? And my way of explaining that was to say that, you know, it's sort of not genetic, but it's uh, people just psychologically are sort of naturally oriented to think different ways and they care about different fundamental things. I was saying some people are conscientious, some people are compassionate, right? That's a Jordan Peterson distinction. And liberals are compassionate, conservatives are conscientious. So Wabi's response is, oh, no, that's not what it is. It's that actually people are impassioned about like one thing. Right. And then that, whichever party takes their side on that thing, they sort of they just adopt, adopt the, all other the other parts issues. of it. Do you think I don't No, I think that's totally wrong. Mm. I think that that's a nice, clean, easy way to think about it. Right. But I don't think that's what's actually really happening. Mm. I think it's like, yeah, I mean, maybe that's true in some rare cases where you're just like a single issue voter, but I think it's all feelings. Yeah. I think it's entirely about like your worldview, you know, and some people have a certain worldview. Some people have another one and we kind of balance each other out. 
It's just weird that like. I mean, it is strange, though, that that is it is it is weird. the case. It's no, a, I mean, it's, it's a great thing to talk affairs. about. Yeah, but I agree with you. I don't. I don't know that people are that single issue. I think there's definitely people who are, but I'm. But maybe. But the other thing I have to wonder is is social media and everything else is so warping in terms of like how people actually feel. Maybe there are. Maybe the average person is just like I only really care about this thing. And this is why I vote this way. Well, there are certainly extremists on every issue, right? I mean, there's abortion extremists who get it in their head and it's like all they can think about on both sides. Right. You know, where there are people who are like, this is obvious murder. And there are people who are like, this is obvious patriarchy, you know, on both sides. Mm. And so those people, yeah, I guess that would be a single issue voter where they're just going to vote for whoever agrees with them. But I think that the vast majority of people are not like that. Yeah. I just don't know because I think Twitter has really, I don't want to just blame Twitter for it. Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, have really kind of like, because those are the people we hear from all the time. I don't, I wonder how accurate that is to, right. to the average person's experience about vote. Like do people going about their everyday life think about politics as much as people who are on Twitter all the time? I think it's just yeah no I don't think so and I think it's all feelings. Most likely not. It's it's entirely feelings. It's entirely like you know this is kind of the shitty thing about democracy is that we have opened it up to everyone and the vast majority of people are mediocre <laughs> <laughs> or less. Right. Yeah. The there's a lot more people who are uh relatively not smart and relatively mediocrely smart than there are people who are smart a lot a lot more so those people are just not really doing the work i I don't i don't have faith that those people are really doing the work to understand the issues and the principles at stake so those people are going to be voting based on what they feel is right and that's what democracy is and i don't necessarily blame that and i'm certainly not trying to say that people are stupid i'm just saying they're relatively stupid (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know I don't, I don't think people are as dumb as politicians think they are but uh you know they're not going to be uh to, to going about this tactically they're going to be going about it based on their family their emotions and this is why block voting works you know this is why people are able to get these blocks of oh the african-american church the you know polish church in this neighborhood they all vote in a block the reunion right mm, yeah because people are just like, all right, well, tell me what to do. Yeah, and we've been set up to like, this is only, this is all that exists. Yeah. Can only, it's one or the other. Right, right. Which is fine. I mean, I think I don't ever want to be this, this centrism compromise guy who's like, why can't we just come to a compromise? Why can't? I mean, people have actual differences of opinion on stuff, and there's not a middle point to everything. Like, that's a silly, childish way. Like, Howard Schultz is a perfect example of a total fucking boob <laughs> that thinks that way. That the, thinks what way? That thinks that there's a, there's a centrist path to the... Pre- people want a centrist. The they golden, want somebody... The golden mean. So it's somewhere between the two. Yeah, which isn't true. Like, there's, there's, there's not a way where every issue has this center point that's going to be appealing and both sides are going to be like, oh, okay, I'm fine with right. this compromise. Yeah. It's just not going to... In, in the case of abortion, not ever going to happen. Yeah. There's never going to be a center point between the two. Technically, we have one. 
which is that it's legal. You don't have to get one. But that's not acceptable to either side because states can still make their own individual laws that restrict it, and abortions are still happening. So nobody is, nobody is pleased with that, and it's still a problem. So I see guys like Howard Schultz on TV talking that way, and I'm just like, this is completely disconnected from... Well, I mean, the, not to defend Howard Schultz at all, because I really, obviously, he stands literally against everything I believe in, mostly because he destroyed coffee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he, uh, he's the c- former CEO. Uh, you know, of the there's something to the Aristotelian uh, golden mean, right? That was Aristotle's morality; was all about the golden mean. Right. Was find the poles and then go in the middle. And I, you know, from a, I think you can defend that from a policy point of view. You know, you, I don't think you can defend that from a moral point of view, but if you're a policymaker and you're just accepting that these two groups are never going to agree with each other, uh, I mean, it's not what I would do, but I can see the value of being like, all right, these two groups are never going to agree. Let's come up with some middle ground so that they can just both coexist without completely losing their shit. And they're both unhappy. Right. Yeah. And they're both unhappy, but they're both not so unhappy that they're going to, you know, start bombing yeah. people. Yeah. I just, uh, I see that guy and I'm I'm like, he's just not. No, no. It's it's a very milquetoast, spineless way to govern. It's, it, it's just, it's, it's like saying, I don't actually believe in anything, but it, I'm just going to come here and just like. It's just also know, kind of like. It's living in a fantasy world that doesn't exist with governance. Right. That's the thing that's annoying is the the compromise bipartisanship idea is it's not really in existence. I mean, that existed because in the past there were con- liberal Republicans and conservative Democrats. And now that polarization has shifted that. So Democrats pretty much are on the left and Republicans are pretty much on the right. There's not really that variance in ideology. So the era of bipartisanship in that respect is just done because you're not going to have conservative Democrats working with their counterparts in the Republican Party and vice versa. Right. It's just not the time that we live in. Yeah. So, and I'm trying to remember all my favorite Howard Schultz dumb moments, but I'm just obsessed. I love billionaires getting humiliated. Like, and he, what did he, what happened? He's just been, he's a, I don't see color guy. He said oh, that one. Yeah, I don't yeah. see color. And it's like, get the fuck out of here, man. Come on. Yeah. You're, I mean, that's absurd. He's just, it's just gaff after gaff. I love him getting dunked, <laughs> dunked on. It's my favorite. Um, Let's see. Here's another one. This is about our wall episode. Was this the post you're going to read here? Um, no. This is a thing that somebody sent me, and then I'll read the post. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is somebody complaining about your argument style. Um, typical Isaac argument formula. Broad made-up statistic, gets called out, concedes he's making it up, personal anecdote. Gets presented a fact or an argument that completely invalidates his point, defers the point to another point, gets called out on changing the topic, doubles down on new topic. Get shut down on new topic, reverts to original broad statement. Or goes back to original topic, blames the media. How is someone with such a backwards view on Mexico having their bachelor party there? <laughs> wow, how did he even know? <laughs> We've talked about it. Yeah, I guess so. I love Mexico. <laughs> I fucking love Mexico. <laughs> I I love Mexico and I love Mexicans. I love Mexican culture. I, I uh, absolutely do not 
dislike Mexico no. at all. But you're fucking wrong, person, bitch ass. <laughs> uh, because person, bitch person, ass. Person, bitch ass. Because on the forum, as a matter of fact. I posted an article from 2006, NPR article, before this became a fucking uh, hot-button topic that has the statistics about the wall curbing crime in San Diego, and it has the, like, head of wall in San Diego saying that it's been a fucking miracle. So go to the fucking forum. NHF.boards.net. NHF.boards.net. Read this NPR article and then write your fucking bitch-ass email about how my stats are wrong. And then the other person who had complained and wrote on the forum... stats, monkeys. Which I won't read because it's available on the forum. That was the one you responded to directly. And that person has not responded. Don't read... I don't think we should read forum. No, I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah. Just go to the forum and read. There's some discussions that have developed there. That are about that. And I dug up an article from NPR because I know you people want stats uh, that has statistical examples and people on the ground saying that the wall in San Diego has worked. So there you go. That's what you want. And now you have it. And then this is an email I've had sitting that I haven't had a chance to read, but there was some requests that this listener made. Mm. Uh, Number one, more music talk. Though you said neither of you are big music guys, the discussion about the Smashing Pumpkins was an interesting. People really <laughs> reacted to that. Peek into so things. I'm shocked. I just simp- uh, I just enjoy hearing about other people's music tastes. Also, Isaac's dancing for Whitey comment about Kendrick Lamar has me morbidly curious. I'd enjoy hearing him elaborate on an elaborate on it in an episode. In parentheses, preferably one without Cameron, please. Ooh, <laughs> finally some. Uh, speaking of number two, less Cameron. Uh, <laughs> You guys talked about it before, but Cameron has this kind of smug, thick-headedness that he tries to pass off as intelligence and coolness, and he just dominates any episode he's in for the worst. He's too condescending and willfully disruptive, while also being completely unwilling to take any kind of outside thought into consideration, and it makes having conversations, debates that go anywhere much more difficult, at least from my perspective. I'm no Rachel hater. I don't know who that is. Even if I find her a bit much in some cases... But Cameron is a real drag, to be honest. Obviously, I think it's Heather. It's Heather. Yes. Rachel. <laughs> Heather, Rachel. Heather, Rachel, who cares? Whatever. He does I make... miss Heather. Does she still listen? Yeah. Oh, oh nice. yeah. All the time. He does make Isaac mad, though, which is at least funny. <laughs> and then. Do we know the identity of the first emailer? Do you, you don't which one? The, the one who's complaining about the statistics and trying to. I do. You know, but yeah. you don't want to share. I can. I'll share it privately if you okay. want. Okay. Um, and this this last one, uh, more Adam Todd Brown and maybe some Small Beans people. Like I said, I originally discovered you guys through one of your crossovers with Unpops Network, and I, so I'd be stoked for any more crossovers between your shows. Additionally, I have no idea if you have any relationship with Daniel O'Brien or Michael Swaim. Uh, they run a thing called Small Beans Podcast, but mm. they're two of my favorite online personalities, so having either of them guest on an episode would be amazing. Let's get them on. Let's uh, get our Let's get our expansive... Uh, production team to contact them yeah, I'll, I'll have my producer <laughs> get in touch and we did just have adam on per your request and i'd be curious to hear that listener's opinion on that episode oh just so everybody knows who listened to that episode i paid adam for his vandal press article ah. yeah i really didn't pay him which was not cool he was the one guy who slipped through the cracks mm. well, bad decision <sighs> that was a bad 
was bad. Well, so I remember what happened. I texted him a lengthy thing being like, hey, uh, yeah, you know, your article didn't make much money this time. Let's wait a month and see if, you know, uh, your second article makes more. Yeah. And I just forgot. And I never went back and, like, paid him. Yeah. He laid in wait and he fucking got me. He had it ready. He was ready. No, he's right, though. Adam is always prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Can't he fault really him for is. that well, one. it's his fucking job. Yeah, it is I his mean, job. I mean, it's, you know, so he's good at that. And that's so, why it's like... Listener who wrote that, let us know what you thought about the Adam episode because there seems to be controversy about it. Yeah. Dave of Kentucky, not a fan. Yeah, Dave uh, of he really turned on me there. What's his face? Uh, Reggie, big fan. Reggie liked it. So. Well, Reggie's always nice. Um, okay, what are we talking about? Uh, what are we talking about? Oh, social media alcoholism. Social media alcoholism. Okay, well, we can go with this because it's Isaac. It's rooted in Isaac hatred. Yeah. Um, how should I preface this? I would give a very general description of what transpired. Okay, so I um quit social media. I used to be a rabid Facebook commentator. Yeah, and I realized it was a completely toxic situation. It was utterly useless. That I, is how that is how we got connected, though. No, because we'd show up in each other's. I mean, I know the initial yeah. contact, but we'd show up in each other's feeds feeds all the time. Yeah, and get into it. Right. So I anyway, it was completely horribly destructive. All I was doing was creating tons of content and tons of many, you know, engagement, tons of engagement, massive engagement for Zuckerberg for making no money. So I was like, this is completely ridiculous. Why am I doing this? But for a little while there, I was completely addicted to it. Um, Flash forward to many years later, uh, after I've quit Facebook for what, three years now, it's been a very long time and I'm back on Instagram and that's it. I quit Twitter also. And, uh, it's been good. At Blimp. Yeah. But my Instagram's Blimp. Yeah. And I also have a hilarious side project called Water Influencer. I don't know if you followed. <laughs> do you follow Water Influencer? I do not. But oh, I've you seen. Follow, follow Water Influencer. Anyway, um, so my, it, my, you know, it, <laughs> my social media now is utterly apolitical. There is yeah. no, I have zero interest in doing anything besides just like making funny basic posts of like yeah. my life. Um, so, uh, flash forward to the present time. I'm not going to say any details about this person because I don't want there to be any way to trace who it is at all, Mm -hmm. but say that there is a person who was in a mentorship role to me. That's all I'll say. Okay. So somebody I really trusted and really liked a lot and really valued as a, as a mentor. Uh, this person uh, has a reputation for trolling people really hard on all social media platforms. Trolling in what way? What does so that So snarky comments, uh, constantly digs at people, saying shit that you would really never imagine somebody who is a professional should say. Right. You know, about both the industry, about politics, about everything. And saying it publicly. And saying it publicly. Yeah. Not only saying it publicly, saying it on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. 
So you know you're a real troll if you're LinkedIn trolling. Well, it is the easiest place to troll. Sure, but it's very like well, he would, the thing is he was not only doing it; he was doing it everywhere. Yeah, he was doing it on all platforms. Yeah, but LinkedIn, For Facebook. When you're going into LinkedIn, you're a real addict. Yeah, you know, you really, and that's and the you one. Need it. That's the one where you can get the most juice though, because people get really riled up. Yeah, on which is like just so funny to the people. <laughs> it's like even it's even living there, you know, because yeah. people are kind of done with Facebook. Yeah. So they're even now arguing on LinkedIn. And yeah. at first I thought it was hilarious. Right. Because I was like, this is, the guy's crazy. And yeah. he was saying things about uh, the industry that were really funny because it was like, wow, he's just calling people out in the industry. Like, this is really funny. So at first I thought it was funny. But then I noticed it was almost like pathological. Hmm. You know, like he was doing it everywhere all the time. So I was like, what is, what's going on here? Like, yeah. This guy's really spending a lot of time on this. And he would go back and forth and back and forth forever. Right. You know? So he's an extreme leftist. I had gotten into a back and forth with him on email that I kept really friendly because again, I have a, a lot of respect for this guy. I had uh, had a back and forth with him on email about like uh, the Proud Boys or something yeah. back in the day. And because I had like congratulated him on Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who as everybody knows, I like a lot. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you know, that's great. You know, she's cool. Like, I'm, I'm down with her, blah, blah, blah. So it had been friendly. And then it started, this email exchange started getting a little contentious. And I had backed out. Yeah. I had immediately said, uh, no, okay, eh, no, no, no. Like, I, this, Wisely. This, value, this relationship is too valuable to me. Like, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm going to just back out now. Like, whatever. Let's not talk politics. You yeah. Know? So that was fine. Flash forward to uh, contemporary time. On LinkedIn, God, fucking so dumb. On LinkedIn, <laughs> sucked into LinkedIn. I had content. sent him some stuff that I had found, and we'd had a little back and forth. And then I sent him a Twitter account that I thought was really funny, but it was because it was criticizing woke capitalism. Right, woke capitalism being brands celebrating LGBTQ, uh, celebrating LGBTQ, celebrating, uh, you know, like social justice yeah. as if they give a fuck a sh- yeah a you know, shield. bank yeah bank with sh- the gay flag shield for our corporate right, ravagement right, right. of the u.s yeah, economy yeah like oh women's rights bank uh <laughs> by the so, way here's a 20 percent interest fee yeah. right, right, right so i just think woke capitalism is the most hilarious fucking thing so i sent him this twitter account that was making fun of woke capitalism, but it was making the both the left and the right make fun of woke capitalism. Right. This was a right wing account making fun of it. And that's twitter.com slash woke capital. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, so I don't even remember. But I, I like I didn't dig deep into this at all. I was just like, this is hilarious. Sent it to him. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there was probably a little bit of mischief in my heart. Yeah, I think so. You know, knowing that it was a, a right wing thing. <laughs> And thinking... It's good that you have that knowledge. You know, you're just like, I was just sharing something. No, I mean, I think there was a little bit of mischief in my heart to see whether he would accept these critiques from the right also, Mm -hmm. right? Because I was like, you know, he's super left. He obviously knows the critique of woke capitalism from the left. Like late stage capitalism, for example, is on Reddit. Yeah. Great subreddit, ultra left. Yeah. But it's the same critique. It's making fun of companies for doing these absurd stunts to try and make people like them, yeah. like being like, we care about it's women's It's always rights. good to make fun of corporations. Exactly. And it's always. not coming from a good place. Trust yeah. me, it's not coming from a good place. Yeah. I know this firsthand. Yes, of course. So anytime, uh, anytime I shit on Apple, I do stand up 
about Apple where I shit on it and people tense up and I'm, it infuriates me because I'm like, <laughs> it's okay to make fun of Apple. Yeah. It's okay to make fun of Steve Jobs. Because their phones are yeah. like bullet burning a hole in their pocket. Yeah. They're like, uh, we really like this. Do not speak of the overlord yeah, this yeah. way. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like uh, if you get tense about something else, but why are you getting tense about Apple? There's Stop. like a coldness in the room. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if it was like a bank, I'm sure no one would be. But it's like, right. oh, we, do we, can we say bad things yeah. about Apple? Say bad things yeah. about yeah. Apple that has Chinese that slaves? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. totally fine. <laughs> are we supposed to like that? Yeah. We're supposed to like We're supposed them, to right? like those guys. I think that's yeah. fine. That's fucking hilarious. No. So, um, anyway, but, making fun of corporations for these dumbass ways in which they're like trying to get involved in social justice is, I think, fair game from both sides. Sure. Leftists should make fun of it. Right wing people should make fun of it. It's just horseshit. No. Capital One does not give a fuck about gay rights. I promise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I promise you no, that if right. it hurt their bottom line for one second, they would not be doing it. Yeah. I know? agree. I don't disagree. Fuck uh, corporations of yeah, all stripes. Right. And the fact that they're they're pandering to you is evidence that there's something wrong with that messaging no. to begin with. You know, that maybe there's something else wrong yeah. besides uh, that. Look over here. Yeah, don't look, look under here, here. Pay attention to, you know. It Don't see what we're invested in. That gay people are being gay oppression might not be the biggest issue if a bank is telling you that it is. Well, you know, probably not. If it even if it is, they don't actually give a fuck. They're not going to do anything about it other than produce a slick commercial. With, They're going to buy off the local leaders of your gay movement and have them shill their bank for you. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. So uh, anyway. Late stage capitalism is something that should be made fun of in every single way. Uh, <clears throat> and if they had any real skin in the game, you would know. So I thought, okay, I'm going to send this to this guy. <laughs> he writes back immediately with... Uh, I can read it to you. Don't tell me this is some Proud Boys shit. Before I click, is this a fucking Proud Boys thing? Wow. I'm not clicking on a fucking Proud Boys thing, God dude. Damn. So he, that's, not, that's even worse than I thought it was. So he's <laughs> literally going, coming in... On fire. Yeah. He's coming in hot. Coming in hot. As you can ready. possibly come in. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, you know, look, I haven't fucking dusted off the the internet arguing cleats for a fucking long time, and I don't want to dust them off. Sure. But like, if you're going to start swearing at me immediately and calling me a proud boy, I'm going to fucking defend myself. No. So I, I don't think we really need to read the entire No, no, we forth. don't. You can't. But it leads to me being like, dude, fuck the Proud Boys. I am not a Proud Boy at all. Yeah. I have nothing to do with that movement. I don't believe in it. I am not, you know, I have nothing to do with that. So Stop a, saying that. At one point, he sends you a GIF, which is like great. Yeah, which is like, yeah, right, bro. Like, he's basically saying I'm lying to him. Like, yeah. his, his point is that I'm actually covertly a secret racist and I either don't know it or I'm actively lying about it. Well, he That's says... Like sort of his point. I'm trying to imagine living in the crisis of late capitalism, being aware of it unlike so many, and then deciding to seek out the most mean-spirited, antisocial version of a response to it. How do you keep running into fascist shit by accident, like a blind farmer stepping on a field of rakes? Jesus Christ. That's quite a metaphor. God. Isn't that a Simpsons thing? Yeah, Isn't it is. Sideshow Bob. I mean, it's the, the, the level of articulation that he must be, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, 
again, this guy is doing this level of discourse on, he's writing these kind of hot takes and these like funny gotcha, you know, fuck yous. Right. He's writing these across all of his socials all day long, which yes. is where we're headed. Again, this is not about right and left. Yes. This is about social media alcoholism, which right. we'll, we'll get to in a second. So, um, he's coming at me hard and he's really, you know, uh, saying a lot of ridiculous things. And I'm, I'm, you know, the, the criticism that he's saying of why do you keep running across these things that he doesn't approve of is I don't fucking discriminate against my critiques of the corporatocracy. I don't care if they come from the left or the right. I take them from either side. I think they're hilarious. And I think critiques of woke capitalism are hilarious. Sometimes that leads me to right wing shit. Sometimes that leads me to left wing shit. That's the fucking answer. But he's saying it's that I'm a secret racist and that I'm actually going around like reading Stormfront and like that's really what I'm doing. And I'm just trying to like secretly convert him to my racist ideology. Yeah. Seduction. <coughs> Jesus. <coughs> Shaking, Shaking the table. table. <laughs> Getting me really worked up. We cannot say this person's name. Do, no. do, do not let me do it. I'll cut it out if you um, do. So, well, he anyway, get, continue. He gets, uh, he gets very personal a few times. Uh, and this is definitely like a thing that you would post publicly to own someone, I guess. But privately, it's just like... This is a LinkedIn message. Yeah. So I am the only person that is reading these This This is a... This is a good one. I really wish you had chosen to apply your I scorn all things conventional philosophy to advertising and your boring normie I'm going to pay for a professional headshot that makes me look constipated philosophy to politics rather than vice versa. And it's like, wow. He's shitting on my LinkedIn profile picture. <laughs> it's really mad. It's like looking at it. Which is like... First of all, that was the one takeaway from this that is haunting me. Because now every time I look at that picture, so he wins in this one sense. Now I think about taking a shit. Because well, they, got, they got you hunched over. It's a great picture, though. It's a yeah, good but picture. you're hunched over. It can't be hunched over. I don't think that's true at all. People like that picture. Okay. It's, most people. Why like, are you upset fine. about it? Why are you pressed? Because it's like he's just talking personal shit, man. It's yeah. like you don't bring that into the arena. I'm not sitting here talking shit about you. Yeah, very strange. You know, I'm not talking any personal shit about him at all. Yeah. And well, he's uh, you, trying to like. What make I love fun is that he—that's been a thing that's in his head. Yeah. He's like mad about this picture, and now it's the time to bring it out because it's like, oh, it's too professional real estate bro looking. First of all, it's not a professional picture. That's a friend of mine's boyfriend who's trying to start his photography career. Who yeah. I was like wanted to help out. Yeah. I was like, hey, I'll take you out to dinner if you wanted like do a LinkedIn shoot with me because maybe this is a good niche for you to make money for photos. Yeah. So I was like, all right, and. uh you know, I think it's a fine picture. Everybody Why didn't you just pay the guy? Fine. Can we go back to this? Why didn't you just give the guy money? To well, do I it? asked. I said, would you rather pay me pay you or me take you out to a nice dinner after this? And oh. we went to a, nice, a very expensive dinner. Okay. It was like, you know, very expensive. All right. And so I was perfectly willing to pay him. But... Uh, just a couple of guys taking pictures and going to dinner it was afterwards. With, with the girl, too. Oh, okay. But... Um, Anyway, it's a totally I'm fucking a man. fine picture. I like men. Everyone I've showed this picture to is like, fine. You're the first person to say anything wrong with it. I don't think it's. You can't even tell. It's just I'm smiling. I think it's camera. fine. Who cares? I'm, I'm just. Yeah. So trolling to troll. And anyway, beyond this, it's completely inappropriate. He's also this guy is in a position of power over me. Yeah. So if he's Mister Fucking uh, Intersectionality Power Dynamic Socialist. 
you're now taking fucking rips on me, somebody who's like far beneath you and that you could totally crush if you wanted to. You're now taking like personal rips on me because I like said some political shit you don't like or yeah. sent you something you don't like to see. Right. So it's fucked. I and, mean, he's going completely crazy. And then the the conclusion is, uh, I think, really perfect because you can tell he's been resentful about you okay. for all this time. Well, we need to lead up to the conclusion. Okay. okay. So the, the what I'm doing is he's getting progressively and progressively more insane. I'm getting progressively and progressively wanting to leave this discussion because right. I really like him. And he really is a great mentor. So I was just like, ah, 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 let me out of here. You know, like, let me get out of this. Yes. You know, and I don't want to get personal. I don't want to do anything. So I'm just kind of being like, dude, are you burning this bridge right now? Like, are you, where do we stand here? Because I just want to get out of this conversation. I want to stop the argument. Yeah. Right. I don't want to have a social media back and forth. Keep in mind, this is a very successful guy. He's responding to me immediately. <clears throat> right. Every one of these responses is immediate. Yeah. So he's sitting there waiting. He's laying in wait for this, me to respond. This conversation went on throughout the day. Yeah, exactly. It's like, so what is he doing? He's not only responding to me. He's responding to hundreds of other people that he's fighting with on social media. He's doing this all day. Right. Right. This guy's a probably pretty high paid individual. Mm-hmm. This guy is spending all day waiting if he's just this is just one of his many troll conversations that are going on you can i mean you can't look because i'm not gonna tell you who this is but he's fighting with everybody on every platform this much all day long his name is don draper yeah (laughs) so you got to keep in mind think of the hours these responses are paragraphs and paragraphs are not long think of the hours he's burning every day responding to this shit Cause I would take, I work really fucking hard. I would take like, you know, hours to respond. Yeah. Yeah. There's him. a gap. Like you say one thing at one twenty five, and he responds at one fifty three, and then your next response is at four. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I'm doing, I, I'm, doing th- I'm actually working. Whereas he's sitting there waiting to fucking respond every mm. second. Yeah. Immediately. And he's doing this with multiple people all across social media. And now he's doing it with me on private message. Right. So, in okay. LinkedIn. so to see, show how he finishes this out after I'm just like, dude, is this bridge burnt? Like, should I fucking say bye to you? Like, I don't know what's going on, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you say, let's see, what's the last thing that you say to him? Okay. You said, have a nice life. Uh, you were an integral part of my development. And I thank you for that. I truly wish things had turned out differently. Best of luck with your revolution. Oh, well, that's because he said a really funny line before that where he's like, oh, you got to read the line where he's talking about the socialist revolution. Okay. Where he's like, the socialist revolution is going to happen outside your window as we're, you know, as you're out here, you know, blah, blah, blah. Sadly, you're going to watch the momentous events of late capitalism happening outside your window while fuming that the people moving history aren't being more sympathetic to mean incel dorks who hate women. <laughs> Will being ideologically alienating affect your advertising career? I don't know. I really don't care about the politics of the people I work with. I have yet to see what you're capable of. So I only have your ideological self-owning to judge you on. And the headshot. Who the hell gets a mortgage bro headshot when pursuing a creative career? Yeah. What kind of headshot are you supposed to have on LinkedIn? Uh... I have one. I have one of those. You're supp- if as a creative, you're supposed to be like, here's a picture with me with a mustache mug. Oh yeah. You know, it's supposed to be like I'm zany. Yeah. You know. Yuck. Which, 
I first of all, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actively not doing that because right. I think that is that is so lame and yeah. stupid and gross. But it's like I'm a fun creative. Yeah. It's like, no. This is a picture of me. Here I am in downtown. It's a nice picture. I was helping out a friend to get it taken. That's all I'm doing. So yeah, and also it's like, yeah, what I want to be like every other creative isn't it the point to not be like every other fucking creative. Yeah. So anyway, I don't need to defend this picture, but uh, <laughs> so he's saying that, you know, the revolution is going on outside the fucking window and I'm going to miss it when he's like revolting, <laughs> which is just, if you knew, I, I, I don't even want to say it, but if you knew the job this guy had, right. this is pure comedy. Yeah. So I'm just like, all right, buddy, good luck with your revolution. Like, have a nice life. Like, bye. And then... Best of luck with your awful interpersonal instincts and the overestimation of your intellect that's led you to being a lonely Bitcoin no-nut November podcast with two listeners guy. I don't wish things had turned out any differently. You're a hilarious cartoon of a person who I wouldn't believe really existed otherwise. Now, the, the coda to this story is that this is a person who has a podcast <laughs> that definitely has much fewer listeners than we do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like pretty obvious on you can see they have less yeah on itunes yeah. it's like obvious well, we found your podcast <laughs> you definitely do not have the number of listeners that we do how dare you sir please and i know that you listen how else would you know he's gone and looked he's a hate listener yeah he's a hate listener he's I probably listening ben, now him and ben <laughs> so there's <sighs> not two listeners Fuck you. Stop attacking the podcast. It's also just like the rest of that thing is so, it's just so dark. It's so mean. And he's trying to get every, he's thinking of every place he can attack me yeah. personally. Yes. All he, he's using every bit of ammo to attack me personally. You know, and all I'm trying to do yeah, is your picture, your podcast, and anything he knows about me. Yeah, he's Bitcoin for some reason, right? Right. I don't, I don't even know what. It's like because I worked for a like blockchain company. He's also saying like I'm lonely shit. Like, dude, I'm about to get married. Bro. Yeah. Like, what are you talking? Yeah, you have about? lots of friends. I'm not a fucking you have too incel. many. <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> many not friends. an incel, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm just not. So he's trying to hurt me yeah. as hard as he can. It, none of it worked. The only thing that worked was the fucking picture. Thing. Yeah, but, clearly. Uh, it's so funny that that's the one yeah, where you're like, the one ooh. I'm like, damn, fucker. Uh, Ouch. So, uh, why, so why is he doing this? What's the thesis? Okay, of, so of, my thesis is of that what's actually... what's happening here. Actually. Because it is strange. Like, I did read the whole thing, and speaking as an impartial observer, it does get crazy. Like, I get annoyed when you send me crazy bullshit, but I don't get that insane i'm just like this is dumb and then i move on right but he really like attacks well, and i think you have to notice when it takes a turn for the worse yeah so he doesn't get really if for a long time there's many pages of this but yes the way. for a long time it's a political argument right and he's getting a little like increasingly more personal as yeah. we go he's saying like oh you don't say shit if you only know this and this like he's getting mean which I never do. I've n I never ever get personal. Right. You know, like that's the or at least that was what I my rule is that yeah. I would only talk about the issues. Yeah. I wouldn't. That's the only way you can argue. As right. soon as you move off the reservation, yeah. it's over. Because he wants to like, you got owned, but it's like, dude, it's just me and you here. I I know <laughs> there's I, no one else here. I know you don't like him, but he, the Tana Tana Coates has a great rule, and he goes, as soon as you start making fun of my name, I know that 
I've I've hit you. You, you know you've won. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I totally agree. It's like as soon as you start to make fun of me personally, you know you've won. Um, so uh, but he doesn't get really dark. He doesn't get bridge burner dark because in the end he's burning the bridge. In yeah. the end he's saying this is an absolute fuck you. Right. Right. Uh, he doesn't get that until I start to try to withdraw. Right. And I think, honestly, more so than anything I'm saying, more so than uh, any of the political points I'm making, any of the, uh, you know, ignorant things he thinks I'm saying, what really scares him and freaks him out and makes him really lose his shit is me withdrawing from the conversation. Right. Because that, to him, is removing his drip. Yes. Because this this man is a social media alcoholic. Uh. He's addicted to the responses he gets from trolling people. Yeah. And I was giving him a response. Like I was providing him his drug. A little hit. I was giving him hits. I was giving him hits throughout yeah. the day. And then I removed the hits. And that's what fucking made him go nuts. And just <laughs> like a true alcoholic who's getting kicked out of a bar, what does a true alcoholic who's getting kicked out of a bar do? They start like personally insulting everybody around them. Yeah. What does an alcoholic do when you confront them about their alcoholism or say like, dude, chill? They they start being personally mean to you. Yeah. Because they can't deal with the fact that you're going to take away their special drug. Yeah. And I think that that's what's happening here. You know, what actually this person has nothing to say politically, really. They just are completely addicted to red dots on their fucking screen. And right. they just need them. Yeah. So they're going to say anything they can to, to keep, keep those going. keep those red dots yeah. coming in no matter how personal don't don't take away my juice daddy yeah. give it to me yeah exactly that's a that's a great theory that's yeah. so i i'd have to read the exchange again but it seems like you're right that that's when he really got upset because a normal person when it starts escalating you and somebody's like you know what this is just getting out of hand we should just leave it it's fine a normal person is like, yeah, all right, yeah, toe. We just aren't going to see eye to eye on this issue, and we can still work together, and we just won't discuss politics. That's all. I've done that myself on many. I've done that on a Thanksgiving when I was staying. I wasn't staying, but I was having Thanksgiving, and this guy's dad was trying to like drag me into the Obama is a Muslim discussion, and I was getting heated because it was so stupid, and I was just like, you know what? We should just. We should not do this because it's Thanksgiving and I don't want this to be a dark cloud over stuff. And he was like, you know what? You're right. Okay. And we moved on. It was good. Yeah. But instead, this guy yeah. gets crazy. Because, <clears throat> yeah, because he doesn't want to lose that drip. And he, yeah. and he can't stand the idea that, yeah, there's somebody out there who's just going to, like, quietly believe differently and not need to, like, see I mean, okay, now I'm getting off. That's a little bit of a different thing. I, yeah. I genuinely think, if and if you look at his behavior across all socials, it's just like you are really, he goes in so hot and so hard <laughs> Yeah, that it's like you're guaranteeing a response, you know? Right. And I that used to happen to me on, on Facebook. I don't think I was an addict like this. Yeah. I think that I was just misguided 
you know, and I think that I was using Facebook for something that it, you know, many people got wrapped up in for a little while there and then realized this is really toxic and we yeah. need to stop this. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. I remember those days well. Like, yeah. I'd open it up and there'd be this giant thread. Giant and I'm like, thread. oh, boy. And it was toilet reading. Like, yeah. Toilet, right. Because it's just, this is fun. Yeah. Fireworks. Like, yeah. let's, let's it's watch fun. These I mean, fireworks. Facebook drama is always fun. Yeah. It, anytime I see it and you're not involved, it's the best right. because you're not getting those horrible notifications of somebody shitting on you're you. Getting so mad. But you are seeing somebody get shit on. Right. It's right. like Christians in the Coliseum shit. What do you mean? When they throw the the Christians oh. to the lions, <laughs> you're just like, mm, can't wait to see. There was this. There's there's a bunch of comedy Facebook groups where this stuff always blows up, and there was one an LA comedy scene. If you love dr Facebook drama, join a comedy Facebook group of any kind. There's so many that are great. LA comedy scene. There was this guy who was selling comedy classes and another comedian pointed out, like, you're not a working comic. <laughs> you just posted a, a video that said it was your first 15-minute set. So why are you charging money for classes? And they just got into this huge thing and there was identity politics stuff because the guy offering the classes was a queer person of color, but the guy calling him out was also a queer person oh, of wow. color. Yeah. So he couldn't do that like... The ultimate privilege. Yeah. So it was just it was just equally... Yeah. Not even equally matched because the guy running the classes was clearly offering... Just a scam. So it was just this huge thread of people jumping on it and this guy getting owned and you're sitting there reading it like, mm -hmm. <laughs> love seeing this guy get owned. But then you're like, what this poor fucking guy, like he's just a dope All and right. he doesn't need to be eviscerated publicly. Because this was a true evisceration. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. well, and this was, this isn't even like a political thing. This is just, he was getting called out as like a charlatan. Yeah. yeah. But we like that. We like to we, see yeah, people yeah, get yeah. owned. Right, it's like, on, right. we need to see it. Right. And it happens on Twitter. People pile on on Twitter nonstop yeah. because it feels good. Like what happened to Josh? Yeah. Josh, Josh got a major pile. And I got piled on adjacently because I was trying to stand up. Yeah. Him. You had somebody making threats. Making threats to media. Man. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's fun. We it's love hilarious. that. So, yeah, I, I think that is a real thing that people are experiencing. It's like the public, the public square. But again, it's like there's a there's an addictive element to it that's even beyond the public square, you know, because yeah. it's just <clears throat> this is a guy making so much money, right? And he's sitting around. Yeah, go home and fuck your wife, dude. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know how many hours he must spend on this? It's like whole days. And I, I, you know, when I was uh, working at the job that I, you know, got laid off from before my current job, I had, would have nothing to do for whole days because we lost our clients. So I was just like sitting around. Yeah. And I would go on Facebook and this is like, you know, idle hands are the devil's plaything. Right. I would argue on Facebook all day. Yes. It was like my job. Yeah. That was what I would do. But really, I was just fixing, I was, you know, getting my fix. I would just be like, because, you know, you know how it is when your phone, it's like you're, you look at your phone every two seconds. Like, is there dots? Yeah. Is there dots? Yes. Is there dots? Yeah. Is there dots? Yes. And every time there's a dot, if you really think about it, you get a slight, oh, yes. Yes. I get to distract myself for five more seconds. Yeah. I'm just going to. they're designed that way, too. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're like slot machines. Right. It's just right. designed to Ooh, keep you. 14. Yeah, oh, yeah. To keep you engaged. Let me look at this shit. I well, I remember you would do, I posted one thing about, uh, it was something about Apple I just posted an offhand thing and we got into this huge like comments deep discussion about Apple stuff. 
just randomly coming up here today. It, it was you just showed up in the comments and we're on the attack about yeah, something and right. i was like what and we both got into a long heated thread about some dumb topic that yeah. i did offhand because it's so exciting to just be like oh i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna show this guy yeah he's gonna get fucking owned right right i blame the daily show for this i think ownage well back in the day of the bush administration especially there would be videos online is like john stewart eviscerates blah 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 oh, yes. john stewart owns john bolton <laughs> and and people like that kind of there's a sense that some you can, people do i fucking don't but yeah like there's some a people watch those vids you can own like that you can own someone online, like you're gonna get one over on them but they're right. still going about their day and nothing's really happened no, no. like a bunch of your friends on twitter or whatever are like yay and then yeah Right. They get shit on for X amount of time. What's that famous tweet? Like the goal of Twitter, there's always a main character every day on Twitter and the goal on Twitter is to never be the main character. Yeah, right, right. I remember that from when I went on the Nazi podcast. When I went on uh, uh, The Daily Show, the Daily Show uh, I looked at all the comments, like yeah. the hun- thousands of comments, yes. which is crazy. And they were all like, yeah, you own that Jew. Like, yeah, oh, just in case you were wondering, because they titled the episode, like, Barely Surviving Outliers, which was about me. They were saying, like, he's an outlier Jew who, like, gets it, and we barely survived his, like, attacks on our ideology, and uh, he, like, all the comments were just sort of agreeing and amplifying that the Jew got owned right. by you, uh, Mike, what's his fucking name? Enoch. Mike Enoch. Mike Enoch, like, you owned that Jew. Yeah, like, you got him. Yeah. Even though it wasn't clear at all that that's what happened in that conversation. I don't think, like, they really owned me. You no. know what I mean? I mean, I was just shocked. That was the first time I'd learned about the ethno state, so I was just shocked to hear what they were saying. But... Uh, Again, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm glad I did that. I, I think, you know, it was interesting. To, I'm glad I went there yeah. so I could, like, see it firsthand. Um, and uh, it, it's just the amp- agreement and amplification. It's just you know the Jordan Peterson followers are just like, yeah, Jordan Peterson known that feminist, right? It's just like they're telling themselves that they're right, yeah. so they're right. Yeah, you know? and then you watch the video and you're like, eh. you know, yeah, wait, that, that seemed like a discussion. You yeah. know, like I, I don't know who won. Yeah. You know, Ben Shapiro owns the owns, uh, owns young the lib student. Dogs. Yeah. Uh, Lib cuck student. Yeah, I tried watching one of those the other day that was Steven Crowder, one of those, he goes on campus and he sits down and he says, yeah, change my change mind, my there's mind. only two genders. Yeah. Steven Crowder's like really bad at arguing. <laughs> he's like terrible he's also, at He's it. also bad at stand-up. He's just not talented. Like, <laughs> like I, he was sitting down with the most obnoxious human being on the world, like this rich kid at UT yeah. who had like a, the coiffed haircut and like a thousand dollar outfit on. Yeah. Who was like, you know, standing up for feminists was like shrieking about how people were being raped left and right. I was like, this is the most idiotic, unpleasant, like stand in for the left you could ever have. This like rich kid. Yeah. This shrieking, like ultra good looking rich kid who's just like has no clue. Yeah, of course. And I thought, Steven Crowder, you should be able to completely destroy this guy. And Steven Crowder was the one who came out looking worse. Like he looked like this. He kept trying to like do gotcha shit, you know, like, oh, you said this thing. Now I'm going to like hang up on this one little thing you said, you know. Well, that's part of the whole grift with these campus visits a lot of the time (laughs) is that 
they're going they're just doing going after low hanging fruit. Yeah. Like if you're uh, arguing with college students And you're playing he's playing gotcha shit. Yeah. Like the guy made a gaffe right. in the beginning where he like kind of didn't explain what he was saying by that there's systemic sexism versus policy sexism or something. And then the entire time, Stephen Crowder just kept trying to play gotcha on him saying that there was such thing as like systemic gender, right. which is not what he was saying. Yeah. It was just, yeah, anyway. Yeah. There, that's a that's a real weird rabbit hole to get into, this, this neat. And it doesn't do anything. Like there's no, and nobody looks at those and agrees that somebody was owned. It's no. all dependent upon what your feelings about the issue are. Right, so it's and not then even, you just satisfy yourself by watching. Yeah, it's yeah. not even a valid thing because a lot of the time they're just talking past each other and it's it's all dog whistles and shit to the side that you are in agreement with. Right. Like, oh, fuck, you got him on you that one. Him. Yeah, but oh, he had this stat. The average person watching is like, what? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, so what do you think is the cure for this? Like, what do people need to do to get out of this? I think people need to, for one, uh, admit that being addicted to your phone is a true addiction Yes, that is deeply damaging in the same way that alcohol addiction is. Right. I noticed in the past couple months, I've gotten so addicted. Right. Where you're looking at it, the first thing you wake up, you're looking at the last thing you go to sleep. Right. You're waiting for those notifications to come in. You're just like checking, checking, checking. And when I'm at work, I'll spend 10 hours at work and I'm just phone, computer, phone, computer, Slack, email, Instagram, Slack, email, Instagram. And I'm in like this disgusting bug-like cycle. (laughs) Bug-like is so accurate. bug-like. And it's horrible. It's horrible for your brain. It's horrible for your body. And it's like, you got to get out of that shit, man. Like, and people, we need like treatment for this. We need to like, there needs to be a like awareness campaign that people are going through this and they're miserable because of it. And you talk to a psychiatrist, they'll give you whatever fucking drug you want. It's so easy. And then you're medicated and then now you're medicated and then now you're also medicated and addicted. And then, you know. Did we say it on here or was it somewhere else that in the future, like, Phone stuff is gonna be like cigarettes, like it, it, be... and I think people, Charlie Brooker says that. Yeah. Charlie Brooker says, "I now feel this exact same like tick that I felt when I was addicted to cigarettes." Charlie Brooker is the yeah, yeah. writer of Black, Black Mirror. Mirror. He says, "I feel the same, the exact same like tick when I used to need a cigarette when I'm lo- looking at my phone. Sure. It's the same exact feeling, right?" And I really think that that's true, yeah. and it's just so bad for our minds. Yeah. And I don't know how the hell. We're going to control this, get a hold of it. I don't know. Again, it's like almost maybe we should just embrace that we're turning into bugs and just be like, okay, this is what we are. We're just signaling all the time. Like I'm like a bee in the nest and like this is my little bee dance that I do. You know, like how the bees do the dance. Like maybe that's just what we are now. Like all we are is just like signal back, signal back, signal back. Part of it is like reducing the incentives that companies have to get people in that cycle. Because I know one of the things I notice on Facebook is it loves giving those little red notifications even when nothing has happened. Oh, yeah, it loves it. It's like, oh, somebody posted in the script. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about that. Like, why did you notify me about that? Android is terrible. I have an Android phone. Yeah. Android phones notify you of shit constantly all the time. Right. And even shit you have no interest in. I mean, iPhone's better about it. 
Right. They notify you less. iPhone has that screen time app that comes up, and I'm always horrified by the screen time app. Because uh, it, it shows you how long it's you've like, looked. Here's how much time you spent here, and oh my God. your average screen time is up this amount, and I'm just like, Jesus Oh, I need Christ. to get that. Can I get that for Android? I'm sure there's some Oh, I need to download do. that right now, because I need to like get my levels to minimum. Yeah. I want to get an iPhone SE uh because they're like it's tiny right and i just don't want to fucking look at this thing at all i really want to i think back to like when i got mugged i got mugged for my phone a, a few years ago yeah and i didn't have a backup iphone or smartphone of any kind all i had was this old like phone with the keypad yeah. that you use and so I did. I couldn't really get on the internet. I couldn't get on any apps. And I lived that way for a good number of months because I didn't want to buy another iPhone and I was waiting for mine to be returned by the police. Yeah. And that was great because I couldn't look at it. It it's was just, best. it was too cumbersome. I was so much happier. When I, I remember the years, I think like the very end of when I, I stopped having, I was in Amsterdam in 2010. Yeah. 2010 and iPhone I did not have I I did not have a smartphone yeah. in Amsterdam I couldn't so I would just have to get around by myself everything was whatever I could figure out you know I would have to like carry around a map or something and I was so much fucking happier <laughs> <laughs> so much happier than when I'm sitting and staring at this fucking phone all the time it's yeah. such a weak thing it's like I really want to get rid of it and if I didn't, you know, you kind of have to have it for your job now, right. but it's, I really don't want it at all. I would much rather have a flip phone as yeah. you're saying, but it's like then maps how the, like, God, Jesus Christ. Imagine using a Thomas guide. Well, there's stuff, I mean, there's stuff on the phone that's great. It's great to be able to navigate around. Like yeah. those are all helpful. I don't have a problem with Google maps. I don't have a problem with. It keeps like, you in the lines, though, in a way that's not great. Well, sure. You're, you're yeah, not going to be able to, like, discover anything. serendipity goes down, yeah. certainly. And it's um, like, why do I... I, like, in the morning, I pull it up to go to work. Why? <laughs> like, I've gone to work a thousand times. I know right. exactly how to go there. I know all the different alternate routes. Why am I looking at my phone? Well, because phone? you think that, like, the data of the traffic... Well, because gonna... I'm worried about that one time that yeah. I don't look at it, and it says an hour and a half because there's a thing here, right. and then I, you know... Yeah. But that's so rare. Yeah, we're in a lot of trouble. We are really in a lot of fucking trouble mentally as as human beings. And I don't know how... You know, part of me, again, thinks maybe the answer is to just fucking embrace it. Like, maybe embrace that we are not really monkeys anymore and we're now, like, some sort of monkey-insect hybrid that's just... I want to write a book called Signals. Right. That's just all about how life now is signaling. Right. And it's not really living is signaling now. That's all we do. We just signal to each other. Like flash, 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 flash. Got to post this on Instagram so yeah. everyone sees so everyone this thing sees this, that I'm doing. Then I can but get nobody some likes, gives right. a fuck, right. really. There's no actual doing of anything. Yeah. It's just signaling that we're doing things to each other. Yeah. Somebody else has to know. Otherwise, I didn't do it. Otherwise, I right. It's completely so strange. Yeah. Hey, it's plug time. Thanks for listening to this episode. We're going to do a few plugs real quickly. 
uh, join our forum at nahf.boards.net. We have some fun conversations happening there. Not really, but, you know, if you join, it'll be more fun. You can email us at notahugefanpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe on your preferred podcast platform and write us a review on iTunes. Pretty please. It's so helpful if you do that. Yeah, and do all those things and don't fucking text me. Yeah, leave don't, Isaac alone. Do not text me your thoughts about the podcast. Yeah, That's, send them to the email or post exactly. them on the forum and we will respond there yeah. and it'll be great. Right. Uh, and then my social media is all Funzaroni, including my website. You can follow me there. Thank you. How do you spell that? F-U-N-Z-A-R-O-N-I. Funzaroni. Funzaroni. And why is it that? Uh, it's a name I picked ages ago and now it's too late. Yeah. To go back. Sounds around. Uh you can find me at isaacsimpson.com. That's my website. Uh it's a portfolio website, so it's a lot of my work uh in the advertising and journalism and brand creation world, but uh you can also find ways to contact me there. Um and also uh, I don't really do socials, but you can find me on Medium. That's probably the best place to, to find me or LinkedIn. I enjoy being LinkedIn. So just LinkedIn Isaac Simpson and you can uh, talk to me there. That's it. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Don't text Isaac. <laughs>